Hi, and welcome to Colorful Conversations, brought to you by the creators of Kaleidoscope Living. I'm Tia, your host and occasional referee. Hey, I'm Tasha. And I'm Joe. We know from experience that living your best life begins with creating a home you love. So on this podcast, we chat about DIY, home design, and life at home. Our goal is simple. We want you to learn something useful and have fun every time you listen. All right, y'all, here we go. We are back. Are we back? We are back. Do we have waveforms? We have waves. Okay, fantastic. I like that you don't even want to turn your head. I, I, just, I don't. I'm, I read that your face is supposed to face your microphone, so I'm taking it very seriously to well, you. Well, I know you like to follow the rules. So. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right, we are back today. This is like the 53rd time we've recorded this, seriously. <laughs> I feel like we should bring the listeners up to speed. We recorded this once. On the couch. On the couch. And that was before we had our fancy microphones that right. we're using today. And for some reason, it must have been, Tia's must have just wiggled a bit loose. I flopped. And when I went to edit it, it was like she was whispering. It was because it was, I was just like talking through your mic, but you were like four feet away we from were, me. We were not, we were not snuggling on the couch. No. And so that was fine. I was like, no big deal. We'll re-record. Then we recorded it in the car. On the way to Ikea when we were getting things that we needed for Tia's kitchen makeover. And we had a lot of fun. It was a great episode. But? Audio quality was, I mean, it. I would say lacking. It made me cringe when I re-listened to it. And that's not all. We actually had a false start. We started. <laughs> we started. I forgot about that even. Oh, my God. We started recording. Like, we did the whole thing. We were vibing. It was all good. We're always vibing, girl. And then Tia went to look at GarageBand, I think, just to make sure we were recording. We, we, we were not. We were not recording. There was so. no wave pattern. Anyway, so I feel like this should be stellar because I feel like we've had some practice. But well, And this is just the third time today we've tried to get, second time we tried to kick it off because we were having mic issues it's just a sitch. But here we are. We're back. We're ready. We're back. It's all water under the bridge, and my friend. And we tell the people what we're talking we about. We are going to talk about debunking decorating trends. It's kind of like, I don't, I don't, wouldn't want to put this in the title, but I feel like it. what I really mean is why you should give the middle finger to decorating trends. I like that. A right? Strong, it's a strong statement, it but is it's not st- wrong. It's a strong statement. Right. Okay. We're done. We're not, we're not, yeah, we're ready to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to air our grievances. It's like Festivus. Right. And we've, we've really, we've honed our grievances after so many recordings, <laughs> so we're really ready to go. Okay. So here's the, the starting point. So as I do with most episodes, even if it's not one that really like requires research, I'm just a super nerd and Google's my best friend. Yes, it is. So I always will Google the topic just to see if there's like an angle for the discussion or something I just have not thought of. Like an interesting... A tidbit. A tidbit. Thank you. I love a tidbit. Who doesn't? I love all the facts. Give me the facts. So I Googled you know, like decorating trends and the things that popped up in great volume were headlines from articles like these are the 13 trends that designers are so over and these are, uh, I mean, a lot of them are like predictions, predictions for the 2020 trends that are coming up. What 2019 colors are is everyone sick of? Like they have, they all have like kind of a really negative connotation. Yeah. And I feel like they, the reason I don't like 
these articles or the, I don't think decorating trends are all bad and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I feel like a lot of the articles you see and the information that's available to people out there is like the, it's an adult form of shaming people and like it feels peer pressure-y. It's, it's making you feel like you're not on trend. It's making, yeah, it's making you feel like you're not enough and what you're doing isn't cool and I don't like it. (laughs) I do not approve. We're too old to be told that we aren't cool. Yeah, right. Or to listen to someone telling us that we aren't cool. Well, and here's the thing. The only person, well, that's not true. The only people that live in my house are myself, Joe, and our two daughters. And so we're the only four people who should care about what's in our house. Well, we don't care what the kids think. Well, that's not I mean, so much. To a certain point, I let them have a little input, but they're not going to rule the roost. No. But I just, at the end of the day, no one should be telling me what's cool in my house or what is over and done with. A faux pas? Is that what they're called? Well, faux pas is like when you make a mistake. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know. Well, more on that. <laughs> We'll Google that like, when we're for done. For example, I remember probably, I mean, this has been years ago. Um, I remember reading that one of the trends, the decorating trends that everyone was over was typography. And you know, if you know follow. I love it. I love it. Give Tasha a letter any day of the week. Uh, yes. It makes she me, will hang it on her wall. Uh, yes, I will. And I have like a whole monogram gallery wall in our foyer. And I still love it. And it is, I'm looking at it right now. And it is beautiful. Well, thank you. Yep. But it is still there. And so I'm reading it and I'm like, well, first of all, not everyone hates it because I still love it. Words are out. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. Stop. We're going to develop a language that doesn't use letters. (laughs) New new alphabet coming your way. (laughs) Anyway, it just like I don't feel susceptible to it because I feel like I'm really I have really honed in on what I love and what I don't love. But that has taken me a year. You know, it takes it's a process to get there and so it is you're right I wasn't going to be peer pressured out of my topography wall but I feel like for people who are still figuring out their styles it's too it's it's a lot of pressure it doesn't feel good it feels like using powers for bad instead of good right don't use your powers for evil designers Use your powers for good. And not everyone does this. I feel like there are so many great designers who are super encouraging. And But I feel like the the articles that get the clicks and the... Well, it's kind of clickbaity. It's a little clickbaity. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a real negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think every... I think here's the, the rule, the decorating rule everyone should live by. If you love it, it is never not trendy. That doesn't sound right. I hope everybody write that down. <laughs> Let me try again. Yeah. I'm going to leave that in there, though. No. Um, if you love it, you love it. It doesn't matter who says it's on trend or who says it's out. It right. just, it's irrelevant. If what you it, love last year's Pantone color. By God. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> Don't worry about what this year's is. Right. It's fine. Now, I do think... Yes. So as our, fr- I think I, I think I said this in one of the prior versions of this. <laughs> this has evolved, has a very deja vu feeling. It does. I feel like we're really yep. deja vuing. Um, I pointed out that my, the person who I would very much like to be my personal friend, Rach, if you're listening, get me a call. 
Rachel Hollis says in a different context, but what other people's opinion of you is none of your business, right? And um, yeah, and such a grown up idea. Like we have to stop worrying about what other people think about us. It is. And I feel like it translates to what is inside your house and what, what, what is inside the four walls of your house. It should fill you with joy. It does not need to fill anyone else with joy. Right. It's, it's, it's literally irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah. And it's even irrelevant to me. And I feel like my job Mm -hmm. is to put out content that people are going to want and like to see. And even I can say, uh, I don't care that you think typography is not cool. I'm not taking it down just because I put myself out there on Instagram. Right. So I feel like if I can push it out of the, like, you're not, you're not on peer pressure me. Sir, kind madam. And certainly, like, Barbara in Michigan shouldn't care. Well, that's... Because nobody's looking at her no. couch that she loves. No. And, you know, when you... Here's what I... mean, I, nobody except for her family. I don't think I've said this before. Oh. Uh, here it comes. Buckle up. I feel like when you have... I feel like there's a lot of people who want, when they have friends or family over, they do want people to like their house. And I don't think that's abnormal. No. But here's what I really think. I feel like when you really love your house, you are more welcoming in general. Mm -hmm. It's You're proud of it. You're super proud of it. And so ironically, even if people who visit don't really love your house, I don't even think you're going to pick up on it. Like, because you just feel so good about it. Right. And anyway, I just, it makes me, I just say, if you love it, do it. I've always said that. If you love it, there's a way to make it work. And nobody telling you, I mean, let's face it, even I'm not going to be published in El Decor or Architectural Digest. So I don't. You might. (laughs) I don't have to succumb to this pressure of being on trend. Now, if I was an interior designer in New York City and I had clients come to my house, I don't know, maybe, maybe I would feel differently, but I live in Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, and in the end of the day, we're, we're just regular folk like you guys. Right. Especially me. Mostly me. (laughs) But at the end of the day, this is a real house that people live in. Yeah. That you, it's your house. It's not a showroom. It's not a I have a feeling those designers have people, come to, they have people come to their showroom. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, so I see what I, you're saying. Yeah. I that's, see. That's well, and here's another fun fact. If you love it enough and you put it and you do put it out there, uh, you might set a new trend. Boom. I like that. Boom. Set all the trends. But even if you set a trend, don't shame anyone else into or if pressure them it. into using your trend. There you go. Okay. Okay, so this was one of the really funny decorating trends that I found was quote out. Are you ready for this? Tia's heard this before. <laughs> I actually read this though. It was included in one of the articles. <laughs> leather, leather's out, Tia. It's out. Yep. No more leather furniture for you. No. Nope. Y'all, is that the craziest it's thing you've insane. ever heard? Leather is always in. Thank you. And I took it's I think what I said to you during one of the recordings. <laughs> Was it's like saying wood furniture is done. Burn it. <laughs> no more wood furniture. Yep. We're only utilizing PVC and plastic. <laughs> that sounds real comfy. Everybody get on board. Yep. Leather is never. I mean, there are certain styles of leather furniture sure. that you may not like after a certain. But the le- the the material the of material. leather 
And don't at us vegans. Don't tell us leather's out. Use you can use your faux leather. Yeah, use your sustainable nice leather. leather. But yeah. the, the bowl, it's just that like blanket statements that say things like leather or out, y'all. Every no, stop it. That's We're, like being like roofs on houses are out. Yeah, no, just let the rain pour We're into not your doing bedroom. It. Yep. Okay, but even with all that in mind. I do feel like there are certain principles that we have learned if we adhere to them. It does tend to make um, changing things out when our style or our taste change because we want it to, not because somebody told us it should, are helpful. Okay, so the first thing is, and we have mentioned this several times in various podcast episodes, we for many, many years... We were the people who, you know, I love color. Joe likes color. So we... You, All we, the colors. We used a lot of color in terms of painting walls. Right. And I feel like we have learned over time that is not the best way to use color. It is better to have really a neutral box when you start with a room. Have a neutral box. Don't have orange carpet. Or, you know, you want to start with whatever, neutral carpet or wood tone or whatever, neutral walls. And then we also have been, when we've invested in big pieces of furniture, those are pretty neutral as well. Right. Like like our sectional sofa. It's, we, I would have loved to have an emerald green sofa at right now or a pink one. Right. At this moment in time. But though I don't think my love of color will change, I think the colors I am into at any given moment do change. And so we didn't buy a color couch. We bought a neutral. It's called like <laughs> light taupe. I mean, I was going to say like sand. Yeah. It's very, very it's neutral. Pretty, it's what I call like khaki. Yeah. And so, you know, we have colorful throw pillows on yes. it. But if I get sick of those colors... I just have to swap out the throw pillows. Right. I don't have to swap out the expensive sofa. Right. You so, don't to, you're untrendy. No longer on trend, expensive correct. hot pink sofa. Yes. You can keep your nice yes. neutral sofa. Right. So while I do recommend that if you love it, do it, the only, whether it's in on trend or off trend or whatever, the only thing I would caution you about is investing in expensive items if you even if you love it hard like my sister has a pink sofa and I love it hard Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I would love it for seven years right and so I personally choose not to she'll probably love it in seven years right um but she knows that's one of her core correct almost her neutral yeah yep but I wouldn't have that confidence in myself. So I feel like we, when it comes to investment pieces, we stay neutral. We've gone also the neutral route with wall colors. And I re- ironically, I really feel like a white wall makes all the colors in the room pop oh. so much more. Oh, I would agree with that. Which is why, so we're doing Tia's walls are going white in my kitchen yeah sorry yes in her kitchen catch up everyone <laughs> we're still in the middle of the kitchen makeover we are working on tia's kitchen very hard and yes and my new lagoon colored door oh, to amazing. my mudroom 
it is popping. It is popping. When poppin'. you walk in, it pops and yes. it's gorgeous. So, but I remember T and I having a conversation when we were in the planning stages and I made kind of the broad recommendations to her in terms of like what color I thought the cabinet should be and the walls. And she was like, but I do love color. <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah. And I was like, girl, I promise you that there's going to be plenty Promises of color. Promises have been made. And, then, and there are, there are, it's all going to happen. But I feel like it's almost counterintuitive. Um, but having a neutral base is going to allow whatever things you love at that moment whether it's color or maybe you're less into color and more into texture but I still think a neutral base allows that to really shine a little bit more right um let's see okay here's where I think trends are actually helpful and a positive thing Mm -hmm. when they expose you to a new idea that you might not have discovered otherwise I think that's great I ha- we don't live in New York City or San Francisco. Like, we're we're probably a bit hey, behind. this is the furniture capital of the world. You're, okay. Well, that's true. That, that is true. <laughs> well, they make a lot of furniture here where, where we live. But so I do feel like a benefit of trends is when something becomes trendy, you start seeing it all the everywhere. Which is my, how I developed my love for mid-modern, yes. which we discussed. Yes. Because I didn't really, I didn't grow up. My parents didn't have that right. kind of furniture. It was considered way too modern yeah. if you will yeah <laughs> and that was just not their vibe that's not what they love right. so when I started seeing it all of a sudden a few You're years like, ago Ooh. I was like I am not mad at this yeah and now I want to just sell everything I own and live in a mid-mod <laughs> house and I love I love it all but I wouldn't have really realized that yes. had it not had you know it's starting to have like a resurgence and it's oh, really having sure. a moment yeah. and I'm seeing it everywhere and I'm loving it. Yes. So I think that trends can be helpful. Like if it helps you discover something new that you love, that's great. Use it for that. But I feel like these decorating trends cycle through very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I wish I grew money on trees, uh, but I do not. So not only is it just not feasible for the average person to like economically keep up Mm -hmm. with these trends, but I mean, I don't fall in and out of love easily. (laughs) Lucky for you, Joe. You hear that, Joe? Oh, we forgot to say Joe's not here. Joe's not here. You guys probably noticed. (laughs) He's at the grocery store. Oh, Joe. Um, Joe's not here. But I, I don't like I, if I really fall in love with something, I'm, there's a very good chance I'm going to really love it pretty hard Mm -hmm. for years and years. Sure. Uh, But to the extent that I help that, no, that I help, that I think it helps people find new loves. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that is great. Just don't listen when the next year they turn around and say, Ooh, that trend we were all into and telling you to do last Mm -hmm. year is over this year. Only look at when you see those do's and don'ts in the magazines. Only look at the do's. Only look at the do's. Actually, that's not a bad tip. Don't look at those don'ts. Yeah, we don't need that kind of negativity in our life. No, you don't know them. They don't know you. They don't know your heart. Don't tell me what to do. That's right. Don't tell me what not to do. There you go. That too. (laughs) Um, Okay, so actually, Tia touched on this. Um, I do think that in general. Oh, now I'm, I've talked about people overgeneralizing and said it's yes. bad, and now I'm going to overgeneralize. Yep, that's right. Carry on. It's okay if I it's do your it. podcast. You can. <laughs> 
I do feel like generally you can almost never go wrong according to anyone's standards if you go vintage, like mm-hmm. true antiques, like, you know, family pieces that have been, I mean, they never look ugly if it's a true antique. A true. She doesn't mean. I don't mean my mom's dining room set. That was what I would call like very mother-in-law style. But maybe what if it. What if maybe in 20 years you decide that is something you like? It's possible. It's the finish. It's not necessarily the furniture. There was just a very 80s finish. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, Also, like you were saying with mid-century modern, y'all, I don't, I think that it might cycle through popularity and Mm -hmm. ebb and flow in popularity, but at the end of the day, I don't think there's ever going to come a day when mid-century modern is just universally considered out. Right. I really hope not. I love it real hard. Well, it won't be out in your house. No, it's not going to be out in my house. Here to stay, y'all. Nobody's going to tell me to get rid of my dining room chairs and table. (sighs) They're so pretty. They're amazing. By the way, for the listeners, you should know that my favorite house in in Greensboro is for sale. The The mid-century modern house. It's not cheap. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. It's been for sale for a while. I know. Tasha doesn't leave her house much, guys. She doesn't run around. No, I knew it had been for sale for a while because ironically, when I, when I leave the house. that you do drive past it? I drive past it as much. That is oh. how much I love that house. Oh. Like That's it's saying something. It's a very mm-hmm. deep love. But sadly, even in a world where I pretend to be able to afford the house and buy it and move right. in and decorate it myself, which I've done. You're still taking that dining room table. Oh, sure. <laughs> but Joe would never do it because there's no garage. There is it's no It's not under gar- the house? No. Nope. Oh, well, we've never had a garage, so. Once you. I know, once you, you can't go back. I would almost encourage you to never get one because I didn't care about a garage. Like when we were looking at houses, Joe kept saying, and we did. I mean, we are people who have a lot of tools and we have a lot of things to store just because of all the projects that we do. So I understood his rationale, but we also live in North Carolina where it snows like once a year. Yeah. You don't have to like start your car in your garage so your like eyelashes don't freeze (laughs) together like in Minnesota. Right. Like weather is not a reason to have a, a garage here, but. That was he. That was a deal breaker for him, and so that was fine. So we found a house with a garage, and ironically, I feel like I feel more strongly about it than Joe now. Like I You'll could never, never not have a garage now, which is so, so funny because I cared not at all before. Yeah, I mean not at all. Anthony keeps that's on his list for our next house, and I'm like, well, that doesn't exist where we're looking because we're looking it's at old houses. Very hard, yeah. And you have to have a house that's either had one added on or yep. it's there's like three in the neighborhood. Yeah. And they are not the old, old, old houses. They're like a little bit newer. Yeah. But they're like not the 20s. They're the 40s and yeah. 50s. Yeah. Which probably aren't going to be your favorite ones. Probably I mean, not. it's a total trade-off. So yeah. I, like I said, you're almost better off just, just never, never. Never go to the garage. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Whew, that was a little bit of a tangent. But that <laughs> that mid-century modern house is, oh, I it mean. It looks like something out of a movie. Well, it does. It's and amazing. I, did I ever tell you I got to talk to the owner when they were restoring it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I wonder why they're selling it. I don't know. It makes me want to cry. But they did everything right. Like, the, I can't remember the architect's name. It's a famous architect. It's a very famous yeah. architect. And so when they were rebuilding it, they were not even standard-sized studs. They, oh, my God. And they stuck with the original stud size. I like, like that. I mean, they really did it right. OG studs. And Joe also, it's very windowy. And Joe, he'd frost every window in that house. 
There'd be blinds. There'd be curtains. There'd be shades. Joe is a much more private person yep. than I am, if you will. I'm kind of like, if somebody wants to look in my house, that's boring, Bring it. weird, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, you are a home blogger. So you're kind of like, please look at my house. Please but come look in my house. Don't pop in for a visit. Mm-hmm. I am not interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he could handle that. That would feel like too, that's too easy to breach. There might be a panic room in there, though. I feel like a lot of times modern houses have panic rooms. I'm not going to lie. If I was building a house from scratch, I'd have a panic room. Does that surprise you? No, it no. seems ridiculous, but it doesn't surprise me. We should have a podcast episode on this. Because one thing that I will stay awake and think about at night is how... What to tell my girls to do if somebody breaks into this house. And I feel very torn. I don't feel like we have great options. And frankly, if you're listening and you're like an expert on this, maybe you're an FBI agent or a detective. <laughs> if we have anybody in the NSA listening, tell that us was, what we should Could do. you please call me? Because I, do you ever think about that? When I was little, I thought about it a lot. I Which just, is weird. Again, it was probably something somebody told me and then I stressed about it for, you know, months and months. But I feel like we've we've developed our fire plan. We practice it. We're good there. Okay. I mean, I am married to firefighters. I was going to say, I don't have a fire plan, but mm. I know. It's okay. We if it we can sh- all jump out our windows onto the ground. Oh, then I don't feel like you really need one. Okay. I think you're – and let's face it, Alice – and Van would probably survive. They're survivors. For sure. Alice is a survivor. Van, I feel like he would definitely get out of the way of fire. Yeah, and we would find Alice like living living with another family in like two weeks. She'd yeah. be like, "Nah, y'all. I thought y'all were gone. So I just found, I, you know, I made do. I did my best." But I do feel like I don't have a great plan for if they hear if they hear the alarm go off. What do I tell them to do? Because the last thing I want them to do is to insert in cross the path. Of a dangerous intruder. Anyway, I'm sorry. This I feel like this has gone off the rails, but I do think this. I will make a note on the podcast um, list yeah. that this is something we need to talk about. And seriously, I'm not kidding at all. If you if you are someone who is listening and feels like you have advice on this topic yeah, or like expertise, up. I would really seriously appreciate hearing from you. You or can email send us podcast. Your, at- send us your home invasion stories. Oh no! I don't know if Tasha can handle that, guys. Send them. Just I will filter those. <laughs> I don't know if she can handle just it. Email podcast. It's podcast at kaleidoscopeliving.com, right? It is. Okay. All right. Do that. Whew. We're gonna go back to trends. Feel, trends feels light now that we're we've, I, I, well, we've bridged does. such a heavy topic. But I feel like I had I, I said all I had to say about trends. Um, I'm just re- yeah. I think no peer did. pressure. No don't peer give pressure. In. Don't give in. It's really good advice in general. It is. Peer like, pressure is terrible. As the kids are saying, you do you. You do you. Yes. Let let your heart speak to your trends that you love. And that's why we called it debunking decorating trends. I feel like we should only use them for good and not evil. Right. And that is to help us discover new things we love. Not right. for somebody to tell us when we should stop using something that right. we love. Or what's cool. Because you know what? We decide what's cool. That's Dang it. right. My gosh. That's right. All right. Well, I really hope this one takes because I don't want to talk about this the 53rd time. <laughs> I feel solid on this myself. We've got so good waveforms. We've got good there. waves. We've been talking. Yes, I'm very happy. Okay. All right. You guys, um, please subscribe to Colorful Conversations on iTunes or wherever you do listen to your podcast. And um, every time you subscribe, it helps us out. Yep. And 
if you have like two minutes to leave us a review, that would be awesome. We read them all. Sometimes we share them on the podcast. And I think that helps with like algorithmy stuff as well. Um, and y'all are so, it's the most fun ever when you tag us while you're listening on Instagram and share like what you're doing while you're listening, whether you're cleaning out your refrigerator or your closet or driving to Ikea, whatever it is, tag us and share a screenshot. We love to reshare it with our followers. And it's just, I don't know, it feels like, feels like we're friends. That's right. Or you can show us what what trends you're ignoring, like what you're, what you've kept that you don't care what anyone yeah, says. Yeah, you show about. us how you've given the finger to decorating trend advice. And that's right. We are into we that. We want to see that. Yeah. All right. And you can always, like we said, email us at podcast at kaleidoscopeliving.com. Questions, comments, thoughts, any yeah, of that stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Just panic room stories. Y- We're into everything. If you have a panic room, tell me. I really want to know. I also, don't feel like people tell people if they have a panic maybe room. Maybe not. Maybe it's not what you're supposed to do. I don't know. Anyway. Let us know what panic room etiquette is, please. And if you'd rather not email, because I feel like that's almost becoming old school at this point. Oh, Lord. You can right. always message me. You can DM me. You can hit me on the download, the DM. <laughs> on Instagram. Slide into Tasha's DMs. That's also how the kids say it. I am it. at Tasha.Kaleidoscope. That's it, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. All right. We'll be back next week with more fun and advice. Bye-bye. Bye.